This podcast features adults drinking beer and using adult language. You've been warned. Tasha Station Brewhouse, where we combine the three best things in the universe, Star Wars, sports, and beer. What's not to love? And hi, Keeks from the other side of the world. Hi, guys. How's it going? It's 7 p.m. here. It's weird. (laughs) And uh, we've also got uh, Chris, uh, one of your other compatriots on your other podcast here today. Hello. I am super glad to be here. Ah, fun, fun. So, uh, Keeks, what, what, what's the deal? Why are you in another hemisphere entirely? <laughs> um, I'm in Denmark, which is where uh, the wind turbine, the wind energy company I work for is headquartered, because um, Denmark is windy AF. Uh, people are always like, why is it in Denmark? I'm like, it's so windy here. They started a wind energy company. That's literally the not not exciting story um (laughs) but uh i'm here implement helping implement new hr software which is the reason i'm always over here um but they were like can anyone come over for a while so i've been here since like mid-october um and then i'll be back probably i think like 10 days something like that um yeah, I'm like counting down the days. I'm ready to come home. Um, I will be back in dis- in mid December. So I mean, we we could have we could have waited for you to come back to record this, but it's the holidays. F that noise. Uh, oh yeah, I don't care. What am I doing? I live alone now. <laughs> <laughs> At present moment. Oh. So, <laughs> I'm like I don't have anything going on. <laughs> uh, Chris, how are you doing, man? I am good. I am more awake. Than I would usually be at this particular time in the early afternoon on a Saturday. I'll fully admit that. Um, but I'm good. You know, we're, I'm sad that we haven't been able to record Book Wars Pod because Kristen is off doing things to, you know, do actual work, which seems weird, but whatever. Oh, tell me, tell me about it. Um, I know, right? God, um, get your priorities in order. <laughs> like the podcast is first yeah just just fly back i'll just fly back and do episodes once a week like we can call your supervisor like that's we can write you a note Kristen. <laughs> thanks ad yeah you're so welcome uh but no i'm doing great i'm excited to talk about some great beers because i literally just went the re- one of the reasons i'm more awake than usual is because i just drove to the beer store 10 minutes ago to buy beer because i was out so not because you've consumed beer, which would be confusing to me, just because you went and got some activity in. Yes, exactly. Yes, you left the house. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, after we record this, I will probably be good and tired again because I am currently drinking. <laughs> uh, yep, that checks out. Yeah, I'm. it's, as I said, 7 o'clock here, 7.15, and I'm still hungover from the work Christmas party we had last night. Okay, we're going to so... lead with uh, what have we been drinking this month and starting with you. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> okay, so the only situation, the only reason I know I'm hungover from the work Christmas party, and it's because they were feeding me, like, Danish licorice-flavored shots Danish Danish Jaeger? It's basically like Danish Jaeger. It's, like, less gross than regular Jaeger. Well, that's a low bar but, to clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. But, um, but, no, they, like, love licorice over here. It's, like, totally a thing. Um, and then... The guys that I ended up sitting with for most of the night also brought like a bottle of port. So I was drinking like schnapps, port, which already, already don't drink both of those things at the same time. Um, yeah, I was just mixing and I didn't eat enough. So, and I'm getting old now. So this is my life. I'm hungover at 7 p.m. on a Saturday. Um, <laughs> that is, that's, the, that's, that's an exceptionally long fun. hangover. That's not fun. Uh, and it's fine. <laughs> I deserve this. <laughs> also, like, Christmas parties here are, like, apparently a thing. Like, seated dinner and many hours long. Like, this shit started at 5 p.m. and, like, was scheduled to end not until 1 a.m. Holy like the schedule. fuck! I know. That's awful. So, that sounds horrifying. Oh, I know. Oh, no! So, <laughs> I think I ended up leaving at, like, 1230 or something, but, yeah, it... But, like, everybody's, like, in it for the long haul. People didn't really leave that early, so I was just... It's just, like, really funny. I'm like, why is there, like, a two-hour seated dinner? I'm so confused. Oh. But apparently it's very Danish. I so. thought my three-hour company holiday party this year was long. Oh, <laughs> no! I mean, it's fine. Everybody gets uh, understandably very drunk because you can get very drunk in that long of a, a period of time. I don't, and they encourage that. I don't know if I want to get that drunk with my coworkers. <laughs> I know. A lot of the manager that was that's what I was just going to say. A lot of the managers don't actually come because they like want their employees to actually kick it and chill. So, that's good of them to not cool. come. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Also, but I'm like, "Come, you I like my manager here. I'm like, "Come, you're cool." Come play with us. <laughs> I've got my office holiday party coming up in about two weeks, I think. Um, and in the meantime, I'm interviewing for a different job. So I'm really hoping that I have a different job by the time this holiday party comes around so that I can just like just <laughs> fucking get trashed and tell them all what I think of them. It's going to be great. Double birds burning that? the bridge on the way out. Yep. Right. Can you, can you like, uh, get a GoPro and, like, strap it to your chest so that we can all, like, watch it? <laughs> oh, my God, yes. That would be amazing. I feel like I'm, like, invested in what's going on in your office, so I would, like, love to love to see that in real time. Just, just see people's looks of confusion and pity as I just shout at them about the benefits of union representation. <laughs> yeah, would be great. Exactly. exactly. So, sounds like the best Christmas party, honestly. Suddenly your locked okay. Twitter status makes sense. <laughs> um, I've also been drinking beer, which I will focus on, I guess. I've had some good wine here as well. I went to, I ended up going to Copenhagen for like Thanksgiving weekend. Um, not actual Thanksgiving, but Thanksgiving weekend and meeting up with a, one of my friends who's also traveling in Europe for work and she'd never been to Copenhagen. Um, so I went to, uh, I'll shout them out as if, Anybody will ever, well, it's in Copenhagen, so people are more likely to go there than anywhere that I'm going to say in Aarhus. But um, Black Swan is a, a beer bar in Copenhagen that uh, I really liked. And I had discovered just for the, we kind of just Googled around while we were like sightseeing and needed somewhere to uh, to step in, get a drink and warm up and whatever. And it was very delightful. I mean, it was an American bartender, so I 
it was just nice to hear somebody who speaks like me because <laughs> it's hard to be around Danish people constantly. Um, it's good. It's just that they all speak Danish and I don't. <laughs> so that's, uh, I need to get my shit together is what I'm saying. Um, but uh, the, so I had a, a really, I don't even remember what I had. Oh, I do remember what I had there. It was a, is a beer um, named after It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia called Dayman. <laughs> And um, from what I understand is, it, I, I'm not going to remember the name of the brewery. Uh, I think I even jotted it down here, but it, it doesn't matter. Can't pronounce it. Um, the It's actually like a super microbrewery owned by like a bigger microbrewery or like a bigger brewery. Um, and they kind of like bring people in and like kind of let them train and brew and get better and stuff. Oh, so this that's is, awesome. Yeah, so this is like one of the one of the the younger guys that's in there right now. Um, yeah, super tasty beer. Um, I, I I honestly uh, don't like the beer here as much as I do at home. I don't know if it's the water or what. Also, like Pacific Northwest is the best beer. Don't at me. Um, but it is. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, but other than that, there's a really great little local um, beer and bot uh, like not a brewery it's not a brewery here because they brew in copenhagen but um it's just like a little uh beer bar basically and bottle shop um that's next door to it um called mckeller and they're out of copenhagen um and i had had them before um but they opened i think they've only been in Aarhus probably for like a year um so i've been making myself pretty well known there they have like uh 20 taps so things are always coming on and uh changing and the the guys in there are are super super nice um so one of the cool things that has happened since i was here was um the english brewery willem um did a tap takeover at mckellar and uh a bunch of the like Willem head brewers were there and I was there that night and got to like rub elbows with them and talk to them. They're super, super sweet guys. Um, I, I'm going to forget where they're out of England at, but it might be Liverpool, but please don't murder me if I'm wrong. Um, but yeah, so I, it's just, uh, I, I love craft beer culture. It continues to bring me, closer to people even across the world i also met somebody from who like went to school in portland in this craft beer bar um and like one of the the head roasters of like the best local coffee shop so i'm like this is good this is why like anytime anybody asks me why i'm so into craft beer i'm like because it's a really cool community like seriously yeah the beer is only part of it Uh, right the, the community building is such a big deal yeah it's uh it's just crazy. I'm like, how did how did I end up in this random ass beer bar in Aarhus, which isn't like this is on the so Aarhus for people who don't know, which is everyone. Um, it's the second biggest city in Denmark um, after Copenhagen, obviously, um, and it's on the Jutland Peninsula. Um, so Copenhagen is not. So this is basically like the part of Denmark that you can actually like see on the map. It's like the big kind of where the land is and then Copenhagen's kind of like on one of the smaller islands looking things um I know geography words Uh, (laughs) but uh (laughs) but yeah I'm like okay I'm in the middle of this like you know small by American standard city in the beer bar talking to brewers from 
England who are just super sweet, down-to-earth guys who just love beer. And it's just such a cool thing to be able to do that. So, they, and they really, Willem has some really, really great beers. Everybody was, <laughs> when uh, I was talking to the bartenders um, about the tap tape takeover, they were all super excited. It was like, pretty anticipated and um the it was so funny i'm like i don't know what this translates to and i don't know why they keep using the word but they called the beer really consistent and like three different guys called it that like separate times to me (laughs) so consistent which like is great yeah consistent consistently good is is great i appreciate consistency yes i'm like i wonder what that like translates to i bet there's like a shade of meaning there that i'm like not getting with just hearing that it's consistent yeah that sounds Um, like super british slang like it actually means like smooth or something like it just means something that like we would never guess totally so listeners um, if anyone can explain that to us let us know (laughs) please um but yeah i'll just uh i know i'm I feel like I'm droning on because I'm in another country. You're in another country. We want your beer adventures. (laughs) Um, But so, yeah, the two the two biggest brewers that have probably been uh, or craft brewers that I've been um, drinking since I've been here uh, is McKellar. So they brew in Copenhagen and then Warpigs, who also brews in Copenhagen. Um, And Warpigs, I think, are owned by a couple guys from Chicago. So. It's I was actually, gonna say that's a great spot. <laughs> that feels very American. Yeah, it Ozzy is. Osbourne fans, which I, that, like I love that name for a brewery. <laughs> it yeah, feels yeah. very yeah, it feels very American. Also, I think I've run into it somewhere out here. It, it, quite possible, because um, I think I don't know if they distribute. I don't know what their distribution is, honestly. But it wouldn't surprise me if some of their like barrel aged stuff has trickled into bottles and made it to the states <laughs> but yeah it's like a it's like a metal themed bar basically they're just like always playing like <laughs> metal in there it's pretty funny um but yeah and they also do barbecue their barbecue is like amazing it's Ooh. so good it, it like it's delicious especially when you're like i just want like pickles you're they're like here you can get a cup of pickles we have three different kinds of pickles i'm like amazing this is all i've ever wanted uh, <laughs> man uh, arhus like barbecue capital of denmark apparently war pigs is in copenhagen if it was here it would be a problem so it's for the best but i did have it when i was there last weekend Ah, gotcha gotcha (laughs) um but yeah other than that i think i'll just shout out the my three favorite beers that i probably had since i've been here one is called frank the tank by war pigs um that's kind of like everybody's go-to it's like an american pale ale um it only comes in at like 5.3 but it's quite uh quite flavorful and fruity and hoppy um so it's like deceptively like light on alcohol for how it tastes which is awesome it's pretty sessionable um whenever they have that on at uh mckellar that's like what everybody's drinking they just did 40 centiliters of of frank the tank please um (laughs) and the other one so the mckellar beer that i really like um, it's called Riesling People, which is, I don't know if it's like made with wine or with juice. I think the, uh, I looked it up and it says like made, brewed with Meyer Riesling juice. And I'm like, does that mean, is that just translated? Does it, is it wine? Um, anyway, it's very good. It's really big too. It's six, 6.7. Um, but it's like super juicy. It's, it's very much like kind of a haze craze 
sort of thing, um, but with like a little bit more sweetness and balance to it um, that I really like. Also, you can get super hungover off of that because it's either mixed with juice or wine, and I, I I've been burned in the past. Um, <laughs> and then uh, so. One of the places here, uh, they have like a little, it's basically like an oversized food cart pod, if I were to call it anything, but it's <laughs> indoors. Um, so it's called, it's just called Aarhus Street Food. So they basically like put all these food trucks in the, in, into a, like a warehouse because it's raining all the time. Um, but it's cool. I mean, you can go get, you know, all kinds of different food and uh, it, it, it's good, but um, they do have a, like a craft bar in there and they have a lot of good, um, I'm not ever too crazy about anything on their tap list um but they do have uh they usually do have really good cans and bottles so i always try to go and ask if i'm there um and i had uh this what is it called i wrote it on the outline it would help if it was open um i think the brew is called omnipolo it's it's in sweden so i'm like is the double l just i I don't know how to pronounce it it's O-M-N-I-P-O-L-L-O, like like chicken in Spanish, but it's a Swedish com- it's a Swedish brewery, um, and they make a, an IPA called Maz that I I went up to the guy and I was like, what's your favorite thing that you have in bottles and cans right now? And he was like, it was this, which I was saving for myself. It's the last one, but you can have it because I'm not done work yet. <laughs> I'm like, I was like, I'm sorry, do you want it? And he was like, no, I already had one, but it's really good. <laughs> so that was pretty funny. He was like, Oh, I was saving that for myself. I'm like, well, you couldn't, you could have just not given it to me, man. I'm like, whatever, lie, tell me something else. Um, but I was really jazzed that he gave it to me because it was, uh, it was really good. And I haven't had much, um, beer here. That's not like Belgian or just, you know, straight up Danish. So it was cool to get, uh, try something that's apparently Swedish. Um, yeah, it was delicious. I mean, they're they're using the same uh, ingredients as <laughs> as IPAs everywhere else, um, but de- definitely like a little bit juicier. Um, there's a lot more like sour notes, I think, in a lot of the IPAs here, and I I found that like really interesting and peculiar. I think it I'm sure it has something to do with the yeast that they're using here, um, and it being probably different strains than what we're used to. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I really like it. I mean, I think it adds like an interesting balance um i think hoppiness and sourness actually like balance a lot better than you might think they would but yeah i know i just talked for a long time but yes again i'm in listen a place if, with cool if, stuff if you're on whatever. if you're on an, in another hemisphere we are, are we demand your beer adventures <laughs> yeah so that's a uh, oh <laughs> the other this this is a, a sports thing as well but uh you can get six packs at like at soccer games here you're shitting like, me they will sell Hello. you six beers and they're like it's fine and then they but they also have like really big ones so you can get like six big it's basically like six liters of beer you can get six they will sell you six liters of beer is with that it, like, wise a, with, to like, do a, with a sporting with, like, event a um you know <laughs> it wouldn't be <laughs> i don't think although it's like very efficient i'm like that that was that would be amazing if i was allowed to buy more than two beers i would like always just go on beer runs for everybody you know what i mean <laughs> um but so they only ever sell like cheap shit beer so it's like bad and light and probably like four percent 
Oh, so you need six of them to get the mildest of buzzes. Maybe, yeah. So speaking of cheap shit, I'm drinking a two board right now, despite being uh, hungover. So that's uh, I like Tuborg better than Carlsberg, even though I'm sure that they're not that different. But I think it's a PBR Rainier thing. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I was gonna ask if you'd been drinking any Carlsberg, which I only know is Danish because me and my wife slash co-host Kate were all recently in Ireland, and for whatever reason, every single bar or every single pub, literally everyone has like. You know, your Irish beers, your Guinness, your Smithix, what have you. They all have Coors Light, specifically Coors Light. And they all have Carlsberg. And it's like, I don't know if it's some like, I guess it's some like distribution like deal in Ireland. But like, we just like kept seeing fucking like neon ass signs for Carlsberg. And I'm like, who cares that much about Carlsberg? No one. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> yeah, that's how I felt about when I kept seeing Coors Light everywhere. I was like, yeah. like there were fucking billboards in Dublin for Coors Light. I'm like, oh. This is the okay. world's impression we, of our we, beer culture. Coors know, Light. Great. The absolute worst of America. You're welcome. Okay. Coors Light is the best of all of the light beers. So at least Is that, that really saying much, though? No, it's not saying much, but it is. Plus, they have the mountains. I like those mountains. Yeah, I mean, it's, it is, it's certainly the coldest of all the main light beers. That's, there's no question about that. <laughs> <laughs> Also, like, Coors is cool. If you've never been to the brewery, if you ever get the chance to go, go. It's freaking awesome. Just for, like, the sheer scale of it all. Okay, um, yeah, that, that'd be really cool to see. That's yeah, great. it's amazing. Please go. And also, like, I think they've done a lot to... Uh, sorry, I'm, like, a, I'm a little bit of a Coors stand as far as, like, domestic beers are concerned. Because, like, they're actually, like doing a lot of things other beer companies aren't doing as far as like envir being environmentally like sustainable and things like that um especially like at how big they are um it's awesome to see them being mindful of it i i went there and i was like oh my god i love course oh, now well oh, that I is like, cool. i don't like drinking it but <laughs> that's awesome and fascinating and somewhat bizarre given who they're owned by but we'll, I know. we'll we'll move past that that's that's actually really interesting i didn't know that yeah they're like they base. I I think they invented the 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 uh, aluminum can. You so, know, whoa. total sidebar. But there is a there is like a fifteen minute documentary on YouTube about the aluminum can that is fascinating. That Ooh, everybody needs it. to watch. It sounds it sounds boring as hell, but no, it's actually really cool. There's a lot of there's a lot of fascinating engineering that went into the simple aluminum can. Oh, totally. And nothing, you know, everybody has their niche. This is a niche podcast, so. It, we are the nichest of niche me. podcasts. <laughs> yeah, I once watched like an hour and a half documentary on the font Helvetica, so it's <laughs> different, different strokes for different folks. Uh, oh, God, amazing. Oh, God. Also, like, what about, what about you? Like. <laughs> I know, right? Well, no, Helvetica is pretty cool. Watch yeah, are you now a Helvetica as well after watching no, that documentary? Uh, no, it is very nice to read, though. Do you it's ship Helvetica legible. with Times New Roman by any chance? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, what have you been drinking, Brian? I want to hear all about Cigar City because I'm jealous you get to go there all the time. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, we will start with the Justice for Zuvio Saison, which, while good is far and away the fucking strangest beer we have brewed on this show. <laughs> <laughs> it, 
it why this, am I not surprised? <laughs> this thing is like uh, this thing is like the Incredible Hulk. It's like uh, the 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 um, Saison part is like the Hulk, and the Pilsner part is like Banner, and they're both constantly screaming at each other and screaming at you for your attention. Oh my God, I can't tell what this beer is. <laughs> So, so Brian, might you say that it's a beer that was, you know, interestingly conceived and, you know, adds a lot to the universe of beer as a whole, but in the end just doesn't really have a super clear place in the story and might get edited out? Yeah, you know, it might just need to get left on the cutting room floor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, but yeah, it's a... Uh... It was a v- going with as much Pilsner as we did in the grains resulted in a... Very strange beer. <laughs> is it good, though? Do you uh, enjoy drinking it? It's weirdly refreshing. Cool. But it's also like 6.8 ABV. Oh yeah, that sounds right. Like, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a light beer that packs a hell of a punch, and I don't get it. <laughs> I wish, oh, I need to open my Pico. I want to make it. It so sounds great. All you need to do is you just need to set up the rig uh, for just two no. hours. You brew it. <laughs> then you take the keg. You throw it in a c- cupboard somewhere and then rebox up everything else and you're fine. <laughs> Sound, sounds fine. Yeah. Well, Miranda's living with us now, so she'll she'll be like, absolutely, let's do that. <laughs> right, right. So. She'll Just do it. Just do it. She'll be like, "Here's my room, okay." Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, God, uh, yeah. So that's an interesting beer, um, and that it's true to form for saisons, right? It's like uh, we don't know what this is, so we're gonna call it a saison. Well, yeah, saison, uh, also known as a farmhouse <laughs> beer. It's just whatever the fuck you have, you throw it in and see what you get. And this is definitely a fuck it, throw it in. Let's see what happens. And the answer is something. Interesting. That's awesome. Though. Listeners, you can try that one yourselves and see what you think. <laughs> uh, another one I've had recently is Rogue's Combat Wombat, which uh, they bill as a hybrid ha- hazy IPA and sour that is super heavy on grapefruit and frankly too fucking heavy on the grapefruit. Yeah, that it, sounds like it. It was like drinking a glass of grapefruit juice. That rogue tends to be heavy-handed in most things. Yeah, (laughs) and this one was no exception. It was, it was like a seven point eight ABV glass of grapefruit juice. (laughs) Which you know, if that works for you, great. (laughs) It was super aggressive. Like it was aggressive in all the wrong ways. (laughs) Have you had uh, Ballast Points grapefruit sculpin? I have. How does it compare to? I'm just wondering how it compares to that. Now the great the grapefruit like. sculpin I actually like a little bit. Um, oh, I I like it too. No, no, yeah. no shade. Uh, Live d- your life, everyone. <laughs> yeah, because that the grapefruit sculpin I think is the right amount of grapefruit for a beer. Um, this one take the grapefruit taste that's in the sculpin and multiply it by a factor of ten. Yeah, it's too much, it, and like the sculpin's a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, it I was, was gonna way say, too much. Point is not like light-handed on their flavors either Mm-mm. like that's that's aggressive yeah and, ballast point yeah so the <laughs> as com- if they need it but <laughs> but yeah the the combat wombat was just way too much not not great would not recommend um one i would recommend though uh we've talked before about how you and i uh, cakes love southern tears pumpkin yes how about a rum barrel aged variant 
Oh my god. Holy shit. This beer changed my life. <laughs> Rum barrel age is such an interesting choice. It is, but it works really well for a pumpkin beer because it comes with yeah. a little bit of a vanilla and sweetness to it that complements the uh, pumpkin well. And So it must have been like a spiced rum barrel. Sorry. Yes, yeah, I'm spiced rum barrel. Um, yeah. So think a captain or something. Um, yeah, yeah. But the... Uh, I, I I was at this hole in the wall uh, little tap house uh, near Daytona um, where they've always got some really really interesting crafts on tap, and they had this one. And um, I I get it from the bartender, and I bring it up to take a sip, and I get this uh, the no I get the nose first, and oh my god, it was incredible! You can you can smell the hints of the rum on there. And of course, yeah, that always comes through so much in the nose when they barrel age it. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I must have had this look on my face because the bartender looked at me and was like, right, right. <laughs> and yeah, took a sip of it and it was amazing. Just the the rum barrel aged with the pumpkin beer just perfectly complemented each other. And uh, it was like an 11 ABV beer. So it also kicked your ass. Oh, my God. Yeah, it probably is when they don't. Yeah, I mean it this one tasted like an eleven ABV beer because it did have those rum tones in there. And because you know that up front, then you're expecting it, and then it's really good. Uh yeah, so I had a couple of those that night. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, so, oh, that sounds so good. Uh, I, I really, like, kind of missed pumpkin beer season. Uh, I, I mean, feel not, like I didn't take really, advantage but... of it enough. Uh, yeah, that was great. Uh, another one I had I over like there. A, I would like a growler fill of that, please. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> Send it yeah. to me. <laughs> oh, I, I wish I could have found... I wish I, I looked elsewhere and I could not find it anywhere else but this freaking hole in the wall in Daytona. Uh, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Another one I had while I was out there was Lexington Brewing's uh, Rick House Series Bluegrass Shadow Strong Ale. Um, mistakes were made. <laughs> uh, they call it a strong ale. It is actually a strong stout. And I'm Love not it. a huge stout fan. Uh, it was very coffee forward. Mm. And yeah, um. If you like stouts, then you'd probably like this one, because uh, it was a very strong one, 11% ABV, uh, and it was balls-to-the-wall stout. Uh, but if you're like me and you don't like stouts, not so great. <laughs> yeah, that's I the like, thing. Like, I, I, like lo- non- I love stouts. Non-traditional like, oh, stouts. Oh, no, no, I was just going to say, I like non-traditional stouts. Like, they need to be not not just, like, coffee, vanilla. I'm like, give me something interesting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this yeah, was just no, coffee to I'm the max. You. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, Chris, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, no, you're fine. Like, I would, no, like, we were about to say the same thing. Like, the thing about stouts is, like, I love stouts personally. Like, they're, I'm, like, I'm kind of a weird beer drinker, as we'll get to in a minute. Like, I really like, you know, very malty stuff. I'm not a big hops fan. Like, I'm, so I'm a big stout fan. And, but, like, you know... Coffee stouts are a dime a dozen. Like, everything's a coffee stout. Like, if you want a coffee stout, you can get really good, like, mass-produced coffee stouts, like, for cheap. Like, you don't need a freaking craft brewing coffee stout. Like, if you're going to make a stout as a craft brewer, you got to make it interesting somehow. you got to, like, add some chocolate in there with the coffee. you got to add some other flavors. Like, there's there's stuff you can do to make it really good, but, like, you got to do something. 
Yeah, there there needs to be some kind of a twist on it. Uh, this one, this one was just taking the normal elements of a of a stout and just turning it to eleven. Which, yeah, not for me. Uh oh, what else have I had? Um, Cigar City, uh, which is emerging as one of my favorite local brews. Uh, I had their Good Gourd Pumpkin Ale, and it's a it's a really good one. Uh. It's an Imperial Ale, 8.5 ABV, and uh, just this nice blend of fall ale and pumpkin ale. Uh, easy, fairly easy drinker, and uh, it's definitely now on my rotation of fall beers I will be coming back to regularly. And, yeah, Cigar City's great. Yeah, I'm, as I said, super jealous that you get to go to Cigar City, because... I think I've had like one beer from there and it was, I don't remember what it was. Um, might have been. I just heard amazing things about it. Yeah, it might have been their highlight, which I think is their most popular beer that tends to get the okay. widest distribution. And uh, that that's a, that's a nice uh, heavy IPA that I've enjoyed. Um, they had a, I can't, they had another highlight variant I had a while ago. I wish I'd written the name down. That was also really good. It was kind of this weird cross between their normal high lie and a Hefeweizen, and it just oh. was really nice as a summer summer ale. That's awesome. Ugh. Uh, so good. Yeah, my my uh my brother in law has to travel down to Florida fairly frequently for work and he's like, All I do is go to Cigar City. <laughs> I've actually yet <laughs> like, to go to the brewery. Same. Um but one of these days I'm gonna get out to that brewery and I can't wait to do that. Yeah, I want to come to Florida for, I never thought I would say that sentence, but um, (laughs) (laughs) I want to go there and I want to see you and Nancy, end of list. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. This can be arranged. Uh, And tomorrow I'm doing something interesting. I'm doing something called the 12 Beers of Christmas with uh, Iron Chef Morimoto at uh, Morimoto's at Disney Springs. Oh my god! I saw you tweeting about this, and I'm so jealous. Mm-hmm. So well, what this tell is? Tell me about this. This is amazing. Uh, Iron Chef Morimoto is apparently a giant craft beer fan, and he's going to be uh. on hand, uh, pairing beers with his with uh, some of his signature dishes, at, that we're all going to get to try out. It was like uh, fifty five dollar um, all inclusive cover to get in, uh, beer samples, food samples. And uh, we can also buy a signed copy of one of his books, which I will do because the proceeds are going to charity. Hey, there you go. Hell yeah. So uh, I'll be reporting back on that on the next brew house. Please do. That sounds amazing. Uh, I am so excited. Uh, Nancy and I have a friend who uh, lives out in Tampa, and uh, we, we uh, asked if she wanted to go. Just said, Iron Chef, beer, Asian food, yes or no. And she said, I'll buy my tickets in 30 seconds. I love it. Those are all things I like. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's my plans for tomorrow. Uh, hey, Chris, what have you been up to? Um, so I, I will, I will preface this. I'm kind of a weird beer drinker. Well, I will go in spurts of drinking a shit ton of beer, and I will go in spurts of drinking like no beer at all. And I have lately been in a no beer at all stint, mostly because, me, as I said, me and Kate were in Ireland a couple months ago, and I just like drank. Like, I mean, it's Ireland, so I I don't even think I drank more Guinness than is usual, but I drank a lot of Guinness. I Uh, mean, when in Ireland. Exactly. You know, you just gotta, you gotta live the lifestyle. Um, But I, in general, I'm like, I'm kind of a bad beer drinker because I really don't like hops. 
Like, I don't, like, I hate IPAs. I've had exactly one IPA in my life that I liked. So you'd um, hate, like, uh, Keeks in my uh, top ten list. Yes, no, every time when we, so when we record the Book Wars pod, uh, which is another pod that we uh, drink during, uh, or I say another, I'm drinking during this one, I have no idea if y'all are. I am. Um, okay, good, thank you, Kristen. Uh, I, I also am, I should mention the beer I'm drinking after you're done. <laughs> okay, perfect. Um, but, so when we record the Book Wars pod, Kristen's always like, waxing poetic about all these really interesting sounding IPAs, and I'm like, I honestly wish that I would like that because it sounds fascinating, but I know that I wouldn't because you say it's really hoppy. Yeah, they uh, all so. are. <laughs> I think we need to get you to try some hazies. I I think we do. I think that's the solution here because I am very much a malt guy. Like, I, I really like stouts. I really like, you know, kind of your brown ales. A lot of your more traditional English, Irish uh, uh, ales, I guess. And... That is kind of where my comfort zone is with beers. And so this morning, I realized we have no beer in the house because I haven't been drinking beer lately. And I went to our local beer store. Shout out to The Brew House in Arlington, Virginia, which is this tiny woman-owned uh, beer shop that like just has only really cool and bizarre like uh, national microbreweries, and it's great. Ooh, sounds like um, my kind of place. It's great. I love it. It's super fun. Um and so I right now I am drinking since I had just gotten up like 20 minutes before I went there this morning to get this. I'm drinking a beer from Center of the Universe, which is a somewhat local brewing company. It's in Ashland, Virginia, which is the suburbs of Richmond uh, for uh, I don't think I've said for any listeners who don't listen to the Book Wars pod. I'm located in Arlington, which is just outside Washington, D.C. So it's about an hour, hour and a half away. And they have uh, their Donnie Coffee Brown Ale. Which is, it's a brown ale, but it like, it's a heavy brown ale. It like not alcohol wise, but just taste wise. It like is kind of reminiscent of a stout. It's very caramely malty, and it actually was brewed with cold pressed coffee. So I was like, oh, this is a perfect beer for me to drink this morning because I haven't had my coffee yet. So it's great. <laughs> um, and it's good. It's very Amazing. tasty. It's Amazing. Only, yeah, it's only six point five ABV, but they, it also comes in tall boys. So like I'm almost done with this one and like i'm feeling it for sure uh and it's it's very tasty it's like fairly smooth it's like you can tell that they really wanted to accent the coffee aspect of it almost at the expense of the beer because it almost tastes like drinking a spiked cold brew and i like don't mean that in a bad way like if it's your jam it's delicious and it is my jam and i'm really liking it but like it's it's one of those things where, like, you're either going to like it or you're going to hate it and be like, this isn't beer. Um, it so that's sounds one. good, though. <laughs> it is. It's tasty. And then I also uh, bought, and the next thing I'm going to open is a left-hand chai milk stout. Um, I am a left-hand stan, uh, left-hand out of Boulder, Colorado. Uh, I think that their shit is delicious. Um, and I'm, like, so happy that they're, like, have expanded so much in the past like five years and like are available particularly here like basically everywhere um because they also have a large selection of very multi like beers and a lot of stouts and so i've been wanting to try their chai stout for a while now and so i will report back on that in approximately 10 minutes i would expect Ooh, excellent yeah it should be fun um chris i just want to say that you 
there is hope for you if you would like to enjoy IPAs. I did not drink IPAs until, uh, basically until I moved to the West Coast. Oh God, yeah, I did. I did not like IPAs uh, for many years yeah, after I started I drinking a, beer. Totally, I would. I wouldn't even drink like APAs. I would just drink like light stuff like stuff on the lighter side and stuff on the darker side so mm-hmm. if you'd like to your palate will get there promise yeah no I, pressure like what you like <laughs> no i think no i think you're right and i think it will because like and another thing that i'm gonna like talk about a little bit is i like so i'm n- my beer drinking history is kind of weird because my growing up my family does not drink beer like my family is very much a wine family i can count probably on one hand, the number of beers I have seen my father drink in my lifetime. Uh, he like he doesn't like beer. He's a very wine person. So I grew up, you know, comfortable with wine and tasting wine every once in a while, um, but never beer. And then in college, going to uh, the uh, somewhat questionable university that I did, shout out to the George Washington University Go Colonials uh, with Kristen, uh, we didn't really do we didn't really invest in beer. It was kind of your typical natties and then, you know, your flavored vodkas because we're classy like that. So I, I mean, that sounds like into... a pretty typical college experience for a lot of people, though. <laughs> I mean, this is true. This is yes. true. <laughs> it uh, was cheap and it was what we had. Yes. All, Shout also, out to the, to the liquor like, store at 20th and I that just oh never cards anybody. Don't, just don't, don't shout out to them. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> um, that what was I gonna say? Oh, also like being a weird city school, it's like we did not have keg parties, so it was just like everybody rolling up with like we would have so many cans of beer at the end of the night. Like yes. it was not, it, it was just insane. I I like think about that now. I'm like, oh, like normal people who go to a normal school, they like have kegs at a party. That makes sense because lots of people. Whereas we were just like, let's just get like five or six 40 racks of natty that should be fine <laughs> oh, 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 oh. yeah that's 100 percent right and it's and it's it's not good it's not good Kristen. um but so my like beer awakening really didn't start until after college and so like i'm uh i'm 27 years old so like i've only been drinking beer as like a person who like is drinking it to enjoy it for like four to five years so like that's why my beer tastes are still still evolving i like to say um but yeah so i like can definitely see a time in the future when i would like ipas um but i do not right now um the other thing that i am not drinking yet but i am actually home brewing a bourbon stout Ooh, yeah this was a i will i will out myself here as a serial like non-user of christmas presents my wonderful wife kate got me a homebrew kit uh for Christmas last year, I think it was, in 2017. And then I went through, you know, 10 months without actually using it. Fuck you, Chris. Yeah, <laughs> she's, she's here. She's just... <laughs> uh, um, um, but I finally started brewing that a couple weeks ago, and so now it is sitting in my living room, uh, kind of in a dark, shady corner. Uh, and it's good. So it's a bourbon stout because, you know, Kate knows me very well. And it is uh, very malty, uh, based on kind of what I put in it when I was doing the initial mixing of ingredients. Uh, it needs to brew for 
another few days, and then I will start soaking some oak chips that came with the kit in some bourbon, which I'm very excited about because I am a big whiskey fan, as I will get to in a minute. Uh, and then add those in and let it uh, sit for another week or two, and then I'll bottle it so I can report back to uh, the Tashi Station hosts or the Tashi Station brew house hosts and let y'all know how it is. Awesome. Very excited about that. Also, tell Kate we said hi. I will, Kate. They say hi. If, I, I'm if, just going to do it right right here, live for our <laughs> listeners, and live, live recorded, because why not? If, um, if, if you want more Chris bashing, you can tune into the Book Wars pod. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Like, if you if you enjoyed that little fuck you, Chris, like, three-second segment there, you should absolutely listen to the Book Wars pod, because there's a lot more where that came God from. damn, that is the best podcast plug <laughs> I have ever heard. Right? <laughs> Like, if I just if I sound like a white guy that you like want to hear shut down on a regular basis, you should listen to my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's what I've been drinking beer wise. I also I'm going to hijack your pot a little bit and talk about whiskey because I'm a big whiskey stan. Um, I'm like I like I drink a lot of like kind of like. Uh, Harder alcohols, liquors, like, because I like, and not so much in cocktails, but just, like, I really like to find, like, really tasty liquors that can be drink, you know, neat or on the rocks because I am, you know, fancy like that and hate money. I am also um, a fan of this, so please proceed. Yes. So, oh, and like I, on this pod. <laughs> yeah, I'm a huge uh, whiskey fan myself, and so I've been drinking a lot of uh, really interesting whiskeys lately. Um, particularly, D.C. is a great distillery area it's it's kind of a middling brewing area because you have you know for anybody who knows the area you've got port city is probably the biggest virginia or the most well-known virginia brewery and i love port city um they're really great dc proper the brewery that we're most known for is dc brow which i'm going to take a potentially controversial opinion and say dc brow is bad it is not good beer. <laughs> Nobody in DC actually likes it, but it's available everywhere, so we just all drink it. It's, it's not bad. bad. <laughs> and so, like, then the craft, and that was the first big craft brewing at the time uh, brewery that, like, started in DC. And so, most of the breweries since then have, like, kind of evolved in that vein of being, like, not just hoppy, but, like, just really bitter. And, like, not in, like, a fun way. Just they have very bitter beers. Like, and not flavorful. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, so I don't really like that. So I don't drink a ton of local D.C. beers. Um, Virginia actually has some really interesting stuff going on in breweries, but also distilling in this area is huge. Um, also, shout out to Blue Jacket because it's delicious. Blue Jacket is a microbrewery in D.C. that is delicious. Um, Thank you. I'm sorry. I'm like, we, we, must not, we must not sully their name. <laughs> no, we will not cast dispersions on Blue Jacket. They're fantastic. Um, and I wish that they were, oh, I, I, I don't even think they're available outside of their actual bar. And I wish that they were cause they're beer. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think so either. Um, but the DC distillery scene is like pretty huge because, uh, it's something that as the DC brow hop heavy, bitter beers were evolving. There was like a lot of room for the liquor industry as well. And so there's been a lot of really interesting diversity in terms of flavor in the liquor industry and no more so than whiskey. 
Um, and I just want to do a quick shout out because one bourbon that I've been drinking a lot is from One Eight Distilling. Uh, it is from uh, it's local to DC. Uh, probably opened about five years ago, I think. And uh, they're fantastic. I really love their. Uh, they're like I think they were the first distillery to open in DC uh, and do a whiskey. And like they're super nice. Their tasting room is super fun. They have board games. Uh, and I am, they do a lot of, in addition to like, they're kind of like, uh, main line of spirits with like gin and bourbon and rye. They also do a lot of experimental bourbons and I, and they call it their untitled line. And I am currently drinking or not like right the second, but in life currently drinking a bottle of their untitled whiskey 13, which is a rye heavy bourbon, which I'm a fan of because Ooh. I, I really like rye. But aged in port and like four different kinds of sherry casks and then reblended. And so it's just like the most complex, interesting bourbon I've ever had. It's got like uh, candied, like red berry flavor. It's got like a chocolate uh, and coffee mix. The, the like copy on the tag, which like always take copy for liquor with a grain of salt because it's like they basically just make up flavors then like that they can taste but like it says that it's like raspberry with like tiramisu notes on the finish which sounds bizarre but it's actually like very notable and it's just fucking delicious so like i'm a big whiskey stan uh shout out to 18 distilling also i feel like this is the perfect opportunity to talk about the whiskey that i tweeted about a couple days ago which is a Again, somewhat local Virginia distillery called, appropriately, Virginia Distilling Company, uh, which, let's work on that name. Short, sweet, and to the point. Yeah, it's true. It's true. You know, you will never mistake what it does. That's for sure. Um, but they have, their deal is they do, like, scotch blends. Like, they'll, they're, like, currently in the process of aging their own, like, whiskey to be, like, really good quality. But in the meantime, they mix their slightly less aged whiskey with some more aged scotch from uh like from scotland obviously and so they're big on like malt whiskey which is i would say less big in the area because we're very bourbon heavy being in the south uh and they have a star wars like uh partnership with this uh i would say internet personality called the scotch trooper who is basically somebody who goes around in a stormtrooper outfit like talking about scotch and it is a hundred percent malted barley blend aged in uh, cuvee barrels from france and so apparently the tasting notes are that it has like notes of raspberry and mocha and so i am very into that and will be buying myself a bottle of that for as a christmas present so i will report back on that and shout out to kind of just some of the really great barrel aging that american and particularly virginian distillers are doing to make up for the fact that it's not a particularly old industry. Ugh. Okay, two things. First off, next time I'm, D- I'm in D.C., you're taking me whiskey tasting. Oh, absolutely. Uh, second thing, um, I have a hazy IPA recommendation for you okay. that you may like. And this one's pretty re- readily available at any grocery store. You should be able to find it. It is Voodoo Rangers Juicy Haze IPA. And this is one that is... Um, Less hoppy and more uh, citrusy and tropical. 
Okay, I like that. So that that one may work for you better than the normal punch you in the teeth with hops IPAs that I tend to go for. Awesome. And Voodoo Ranger, say that again. I'm sorry. A Voodoo Ranger Juicy Haze IPA. All right. Voodoo Ranger Juicy Haze. I've definitely seen that. So, and like, I generally, I see the letters IPA and I like, you know, keep looking. Uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to uh, go out of my comfort zone and I'm going to try that because that sounds delicious. Yeah. Find, find a single of it up somewhere. I mean, there's a little bit of hops in there. Um, but it's offset a lot by uh, the kind of sweet citrusy notes that it also has. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds. See, that sounds like my jam. Like, if more IPAs, at least locally, were like that, then like, I feel like I would enjoy it. Like, I feel like we may be moving to the West Coast in the next year, undetermined. I feel like if we make it there, we're gonna like IPAs a lot more. Like, I feel like it's just a very <laughs> regional thing where, like, since the brewery industry here is somewhat new somewhat still developing like they really want to like get that punch you in the teeth vibe of their ipas that like they think is like super hot right now um and i would love to get out of that atmosphere well it's it's been a while since i've been in the northwest but the last time i was there they were still very much hop forward um (laughs) northeast though uh is kind of hazy central and hazies i think are where you'd find some good stuff Interesting. Okay. I, de- I definitely think they're more approachable. Um, and the thing is about the West Coast is just like you have more choice, right? It's definitely. Like, I walk into a bar in the Pacific Northwest and it's like five different IPAs on the menu. Like if, if they have eight taps. <laughs> so like it's like, okay, here are five IPAs for like the people who like IPAs. And then here are some other things <laughs> for mm-hmm. other people. But it's kind of like nice because when you're looking for what you'd really like then you can kind of like hone in on like what you like if that's like something you're trying to develop in your palate but yeah i totally agree with brian that like you can look at like there's um do you like coconut chris i actually hate coconut but i have had (laughs) coconut in beer that like i don't i don't i don't know what chemical reaction it is but like kind of toned it down enough that i could do it okay interesting no i there's just um gigantic which is one probably my favorite portland brewery um they do like a they call it like the pina culata oh my god um but it's like really good it's (laughs) but it it, you know it's it's enough but it's like very tropical fruit forward as opposed to like citrusy or um like you know like trees taste um what is that word what is the word Pine? for what trees taste like? Uh, piney. Kind of like piney, woody. Yeah, sure, piney. Um, thank you. I'm like, oh my god, what is my brain doing? Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I agree. Like anything that has like more tropical notes, I think is like a good place to start for sure. Awesome. I'm gonna check that out. And I really like, like, I do. I, I really like sours. Like, I there are non malty beers that I like. And like tropical notes sounds really good, so like I'm very into this. Yeah, idea. if if you dig sours, uh, give give a hazy IPA a shot. All right, this this is gonna happen. I will report back on the Twitters for everybody to see. I eagerly await the results of this. All right, shall we talk about some sports real quick? Sports, sports. Ugh, God, do we have to? My teams are ugh, right now. Not as bad as my teams. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. So the, the Timbers, the Timbers are going to the MLS Cup. Mm-hmm. So everyone can 
Get out of my face. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> it's fine. I didn't get to watch it because like that I thought watching I thought watching Premier League on the West Coast of the US was bad. You know what's you know what's worse trying to watch MLS West Coast MLS in Denmark. Man, that's, watching that's West true. Coast like MLS South living on the East Coast is bad enough. That's true. I know. Well, I'm like, this game kicks at 2.30 a.m. Okay, well, I'm just not going to be seeing that then because I'm not going to stay up that late and I'm not going to get up in the middle of the night. So, sorry, guys. Really support you, but I'm finally not jet-lagged after two <laughs> months of being here. Uh, <laughs> we're not screwing that up. Uh, yeah, uh, my Mariners went into full rebuild mode, 17 years too late. <laughs> Sell-off's happening, about damn time. They're gonna suck for another five years, but hopefully there's light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, and... Yeah, yeah, but look at it this way, you're trading with the Mets, so, like, no matter what happens, you're gonna come out on the positive end of that trade. I don't know, I mean, <laughs> the Mariners are like the American League Mets, and if there was a way for two te- for both teams in a trade to both lose, these two teams will find a way. Yeah, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. Like, really, since Ichiro left, there's not really been anything good happening for the Mariners. No, no, no. They've been... We're the Cleveland Browns of baseball. Ah, uh, it's, it's yeah. sad, but it's kind of true. It's sad and true. Uh, yeah, so my Sounders also got injured and got bounced out of the playoffs as a result. Congrats, Christian. Bye. <laughs> you, know, you know, it's kind of a playoff killer within the first 30 minutes of a game. You lose your best center back and your best, uh, one of your best midfielders. Kind to of. be fair, even, even Seattle, I don't, I, I hate it when players get injured. Like, that should never be why I'm happy that that people are out so yeah it it sucked i mean it was a great season up until then so uh i'll take it and they're (sighs) bounced out of the playoffs early enough that people can actually rest up this year so here's the next year (laughs) and Uh, speaking of premier league man united is as mediocre as they've ever been and it makes me want to die oh man united it's not been pretty no I, there's a game on right now and I forgot and scheduled this podcast during it because I'm you know what living in a different I'm just gonna say it, living in a, in a different time zone is really hard <laughs> my mm-hmm. brain is like no way that there will be soccer on when you want to record at seven o'clock even though that's what time games are on here not five o'clock in the morning Kristen <laughs> uh, well you know at least you didn't pick your Premier League team based on your favorite uh, MLS player going to a Premier League side Hey, Absolutely Newcastle, not. that's, uh, you're doing <laughs> shitty. <laughs> it's fine. I'm going to be real with you. Fine. <laughs> I'm going to be real with you, Brian. I didn't actually, I'm, I'm not a big soccer fan and I don't know Premier League at all. I didn't know that Newcastle was a team. I knew it was a beer. So like, you know, keeping it topical, but not, not familiar with the club. And they're thoroughly okay beer. <laughs> exactly. They are yeah, very, I do, I do very like multi. I style. Okay beer, yeah. Yeah, and the Seahawks are okay. I'm in a sports very dark place for the next few months. Yeah, I'm like same, 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 um, except for, you know, my team going to the championship. But I'm also like, I, I don't think I'm going to get to watch any of this unless I wake up in the middle of the night, which sounds insane. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm like, I feel like part of me is missing because like I haven't been able to watch any basketball. I'm like... 
what is happening because I'm usually like pretty plugged in because the Blazers are like you know we have the Timbers and we have the Blazers basically and I'm like I don't know what's going on and I don't like it I'm, I'm like <laughs> I, I have no I like I just want to watch basketball I love the NBA I, I, I just love to watching everything play out I know not I know you're not the hugest NBA fan right Brian uh they can go fuck themselves until the Sonics are back yeah I know <laughs> We just we should just take the, you guys should just like take the thunder back just like this is ours sorry hostile takeover <laughs> it's only fair right right yeah I, I'm, I'm on Oklahoma City yeah not great well what about you Chris have you been faring any worse than me uh, so continuing on the NBA theme so I am I was born in Los Angeles I am a Lakers fan I'll give you all a moment to boo. Boo! Yeah, there it is. Um, however, I have not actually watched the game this season. Um, as you are discovering, Kristen, the East Coast to West Coast difference in games is the worst. And Brian, of course, you know. And like, it's just it just hasn't been worth staying up until one in the morning to watch a Laker game in like five years. So like, I have not actually watched a game in which LeBron is in a Lakers uniform. Um, I'm in this weird spot, though, because I'm very much, like, and I kind of hate this about myself, I'm very much one of the old school fans who, like, I grew up watching, like, my formative years were in the Jordan era, the Kobe Shaq era, the, the era where, like, teams were built around superstars, but, like, you also, like, saw these guys come up and, like, be with your team, and, like, you developed that emotional connection to them, right? And so I just can't care about LeBron like I objectively know he is absolutely incredible very possibly the greatest player to play in the NBA uh by the end of his career and like and also like as a person he's just like a really impressive person and he's doing a lot of really incredible things but I just can't bring myself to care about the Lakers because a I don't really care about LeBron coming there because I don't have that connection to him and b they still suck like, they're still, like, <laughs> I think hovering under 500 right now. And, like, you know, Lonzo, the Lonzo Ball era has not gone as they wanted it to go. The Brandon Ingram era has not quite gotten started for whatever reason. Uh, the Rajon Rondo era, ugh, is, that's, I, I hate, he might be my most hated NBA player. And now he's on my team. It's fine. It's whatever. Um. So I, I'm so sad Swaggy P is not on the Lakers anymore. I'm also sad Swaggy P is not on the Lakers. I miss, like, bring back Swaggy P. Is he? He plays for Golden State. Yeah, he plays for Golden State. I know right now. God, but again, him and Draymond on the same team. What a world. I, I'm t- just just go ahead and give yourself a nickname. It's, it's fine. People are just going to use it. God, He's, the last time I was watching basketball or the NBA, the fucking golden state were the biggest fucking jokes in the league i hate this i know and and you know what i'm used to that because i i was born in la and then moved to oakland at a young age and so whenever the only time i got to see the lakers was playing the warriors and they always won because the warriors sucked and so i you know now have to deal with all these freaking bay area fans who not only are giants fans the worst people but now they're (laughs) fans and it's just, it's awful. I hate it so much. Um, so that's my feelings on the NBA right now. Generally, for me, the NBA season starts around Christmas because that's when the Lakers play, like, on national TV during the day. So, like, you know, maybe I'll 
start to care about LeBron being on the Lakers on Christmas. We'll see. Um, I do love Christmas NBA. Chris, honestly, I'm like so excited, I'll be back. Christmas NBA is like actually like the best sports holiday. It's so good. You just like have it on in the background all day. It's always good games. It's great. Um, I'm also a Dodgers fan, which. Sorry, man. Like, yeah, like it's. Yeah, exactly. Your default response is, I'm sorry, even though we've made it to the NLCS, like, five out of the last seven years. Like, that is the epitome of the Dodgers experience. Like, I'm sorry. Like, this year was better than last year in that I did not, you know, have a fake heart attack after a World Series game like I did last year. That was bad. Uh, It was very clear that we were just going to lose the World Series this time, which is in ways easier. But... They're in a weird place because, you know, they have – they re-signed Kershaw, which I'm happy about because Kershaw's my boy. Um, but everything else is kind of in flux. Like maybe they're interested in Bryce Harper. Maybe they're not. Their outfield's kind of crowded as it is. But, like, I love Bryce Harper as somebody who lives in D.C. I Like he's, like, one of my favorite players in the NBA. I love him so much. So I would love to see him come to the Dodgers, but I don't really see it happening. Um, it's pretty clear from the way the playoffs played out that Manny Machado is not coming back. So, like, I don't know where it is that we are looking to improve next season. Like, uh, Corey Seager's coming back from somehow tearing his UCL playing shortstop. Not really sure how that happens, but whatever. Uh, So the Dodgers are just in a weird... I feel like they're going to be, like, the Atlanta Braves of the early 2000s, where, like, they make it to the conference finals every fucking year. And And just never never get to the World Series or just never win it. Yeah, exactly. Um... So, you know, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But that's kind of where my sports teams are at right now. Oh, and DC United, shout out to them for having an unexpectedly great season on the back of Wayne Rooney. But then uh, having a, uh, I'm not going to say embarrassing because they had a great season, but a uh, surprising early exit from the playoffs. So hopefully DC United is interesting next season as well. Wayne Rooney and MLS. Yeah, I I thought he was so just going to phone it in, but no, he's pretty committed. I know, it's he been does, weird let, to see how he much he like, actually enjoys it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I thought he was just going to go all Frank Lampard and just show up. Uh, I know. He's he's just so... I, I, it's, like, so funny because he's, like, a soccer player old, and he's just still so good. He's like, oh, if I, like, lower the bar... I can still have fun doing this. He has got to be the <laughs> oldest 32-year-old soccer player ever. Yeah. I think he's only 32? 32, yeah. 32 or 33. He's, yeah. That's yeah. That's a lot, man. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, my sports sucks. Chris sports sucks. Half of Keek sports sucks. Let's, <laughs> Let's brew some beer. About- Let's go back Let's to beer, please. <laughs> We're all going to need beer after that talk. Uh, okay, Chris, pick a character, thing, or event in Star Wars. All right, so I've I've been putting a lot of thought into this, and I, I have a question because I have a couple ideas. Okay. So my character is going to be Anakin Skywalker slash Darth Vader. Like, he is my, he's my favorite character in Star Wars. Um, I, you know, I think he's sort of very interesting, but... Which, whoever he, like, whichever version of him I end up picking is kind of dependent on the answer to this question. Is it possible within Pico Brewing to do any sort of, like, 
fake barrel age tasting? Uh, I don't know how to simulate barrel aged. Okay. Um, maybe some extracts in the, uh, in the dry hop phase, but, uh, I would have to read up more on that. Okay. That is fine. Because honestly, when I was thinking of beers that would go with Darth Vader, I was thinking a barrel aged stout would be perfect because it is smoky and lives its entire life in a barrel. <laughs> Motherfucker. Oh, uh, however, we can go instead with kind of a hybrid Anakin Skywalker, Darth Vader uh, beer. Okay. Like maybe like dark side Anakin beer. Okay. Okay, so Dark Side Anakin. I can dig that. Let's see. Dark Side Anakin. That sounds good. So what kind of a style would a Dark Side Anakin be? And uh, listeners, as a reminder, we're using, we are using Pico Brew's uh, Pico Free Crafter system. Uh, so, and they give us a bunch of uh, templates we can start with and modify. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at this. And looking at the options, like, I feel like he would be something heavy, because Anakin is nothing if not extra. We all know this. <laughs> like, so, I'm thinking, like, I'm, I'm thinking an American porter. Like, an, an Imperial Stout seems too heavy-handed. Like, that's something that, like, if we were going full-on A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Darth Vader, we'd go Imperial Stout. But, like, I feel like an American porter for Anakin uh, is the way to go here. They're still light side. They're still good in him. Exactly. Exactly. There's, you know, you can just see through the beer when you hold it up to the light. And that's, that's really Anakin. If you just look at him very carefully, tilt your head just so, you can still see the good in him. I, I fucking love that. Okay. Good, good, good thought, Dad. <laughs> uh, Amer- American Porter. That sounds perfect for Anakin. Okay. We've got our list of ingredients here, and uh, if you are in the Freestyle Crafter, we have selected the American Porter, and this beer uh, has a typical range, uh, or a typical ABV range of 4.8 to 6.5, so would a Dark Side Anakin beer be less strong or more strong? I feel like he'd be more on the like the higher, the 6.5 end of that scale. Okay, so what we can do for that is we can probably... So the base recipe for this is 64 ounces of American two row, uh, four ounces of crystal 120, which gives it a gives it the dark co- color, and three ounces of roasted barley to give it uh, some of that porter uh, tones to it. So we can probably add some more two row to uh, bring up the ABV a little bit. Uh-huh. So let's see. So if we add another four ounces, that brings us up to 6.4. If we add another four on top of that, that would bring us to 6.7. So I have a question. Here's where, like, I want y'all's expertise because I don't know kind of the the science behind beer. Looking at all these different kinds of malts, like, I'm looking particularly at a rye malt. Like, you know, like, whereas I know rye as a whiskey drinker, as, you know, kind of dry, kind of spicy, a little more interesting version of uh, a corn bourbon. Rye malt sounds really interesting to me because, you know, it has this deep red color uh, in rye beers. It has this, like, almost bitter flavor, but not in an IPA way, and it's, like, very distinctive. I'm wondering what adding some rye malt would do to this. Ooh, that could be a lot of fun. What do you think, Keeks? Yeah, I mean, if it if it will let us do it, let's do it. 
Okay, well, let's dump in. Dump in. Let's say. We're going to dump in five ounces of rye malt here. So, what we've got now, according to the Pico Crafter, is a firm bodied <laughs> ABV porter. <laughs> That's what Padme said. Uh, this deep brown bitter beer features flavors of black coffee, floral, and herb. That that sounds like bizarre and like very interesting, and I'm here for it. And also, I the the little bit of a red tinge I kind of love for this. Yeah, absolutely. Sam. Yeah that that sounds really good. So, do we want to mod- modify the grains at all here? So we've got uh, 64 ounces of American two roll. Um, Hundred or uh, four ounces of Crystal One Twenty, uh, and what the Crystal One Twenty does, this is what helps darken the beer, uh, the beer SRM or the color. So we could make this darker or lighter depending on what you want. Um, I feel like Crystal One Twenty is fine. You know, maybe if we wanted to go more toward a red than toward like a brown uh, color, we could go with Crystal Eighty instead. But I, I kind of defer to you two as the experts, as like what that will do to it hmm you know let's let's take let's take the 120 out for a second here and let's see what happens if we dump in uh three ounces of crystal 80 so that drops the srm down and if you got that handy dandy chart there which i should probably pull up uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, there we go the srm reference chart uh, that brings us over to 30, um, which has a little bit more of uh, that red in the color. I'm, I'm down with that. Let's do it. Okay. So, okay. So here's where we are with this one now. Uh, 64 ounces of American two row, three ounces of roasted barley, five ounces of rye and three ounces of crystal 80. Uh, so yeah, same general description there, which means now we can move over to hops. All right. And this is probably where we can have some fun with this one. Uh, So the default recipe uses uh, eight ounces of Summit, and Summit is described as uh, an aroma containing strong citrus uh, and grapefruit notes used mostly as a bittering but can be used in other applications. So eight ounces of uh, Summit here, and uh, three ounces, or point. 0.8 0.8 ounces of Summit and 0.3 ounces of Saz as the flavor. And Saz uh, is one of the noble aromas used in Pilsner's lagers and ales, uh, which gives some of the herb taste to it. So I'm I'm trying to think, like, based on the, the grains that we chose, it's going to be like coffee, but with an herbal bent to it. And I'm like having trouble imagining that. And so like, I'm, I would like y'all's opinions do we think we want to try and accent that herbal character and like go a little heavier on the saz or do we want to go a little lighter on that and just be like coffee and herb sounds weird let's just like not let's not play with it i don't know i can't i also can't really picture how this is yeah black coffee floral and spice i'm like that it's probably like uh i mean i can picture that because when i'm when i'm thinking like um, what comes to mind is like a light roast coffee, right? Where you have like, you know, it's, it's not as much of those like heavy chocolatey, 
undertones, but more like, you know, you can get some of that, that floral coming through. So it sounds good, but I just don't, I, I also can't picture what it tastes like. What do you think, Brian? Uh, yeah, I'm also struggling with this one. It's a uh, <laughs> black coffee, citrus, and herb. It's kind of like we're trying to smash coffee and tea together, and I'm not sure how that's going to work. <laughs> Much like the Jedi Council, this could go either very well or very poorly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, much like Anakin. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there any way, is there a direction we want to steer into? I feel like just to keep this from getting too heavy, I do think we want to try and, you know, I'm wondering if I'm looking at these descriptions here as I'm talking. So, like, I'm I'm talking a little bit out of my ass here but i wonder if like something like a centennial like kind of more general purpose bittering uh, ale and wheat flavors like i wonder if that's something that we want to go toward rather than you know more explicitly citrusy and herbal because i i'm just having trouble imagining how that's going to interplay with the grains that we picked yeah so a little a little more on the spicy clean bittering as opposed to going too far into citrusy and sweet yeah exactly okay yeah i can see that one working uh keeks yeah no that 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 sounds exactly right i mean i think um if you go especially more towards centennial then you're going to get a lot more of um just a lot more of the like multi flavors that you like are going to come out more which like you know it's your beer so i'm i think that's a good idea (laughs) i love it let's do it Let's see. Okay. So how much do we want to add? So so I, I want to be careful not to take this too bitter for you um, and not exceed and not exceed the top end of 50 for this American uh-huh. Porter. So we might well only want to stick to 0.1 ounces or we can take some of the Summit back and swap that out for some of the Centennial and the bittering. I would say... Let's do that. Let's take out a little bit of the summit. Oh, or sorry. Yeah, take out a little bit of the summit. Um, let's try this. I think we might be getting closer to something might like here. So we're going with 0.6 ounces of summit and 0.3 ounces of centennial. And um, the description we have here is a somewhat bitter, deep brown porter. Uh, it's solid, bo- solid bodied and robust with rye, floral, and herb notes. I like that. That sounds that sounds interesting. It sounds like very like weird, but in a good way. Kind of like Anakin. Yeah. <laughs> well, the good way part is quote good way. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and let's see. Do we want to add anything to the aroma? So to the nose. Any smell um, you're looking for here? I really, you know, I think like kind of a more spice forward okay. than citrus forward. Let's see. So so maybe a little centennial as well uh, on the aroma. Or uh, maybe mm, actually Cascade might be interesting. Um, Cascade has a strong spicy floral nose um, and you only need a little bit of it to get that. Okay. Yeah, let's go with it. Okay. And I've reached the limit of hops I can add for this pack. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. 
Actually, uh, let's take away another 0.1 ounces of Summit. Um, that'll bring the bitterness down a little bit for you. And uh, we'll add then um, Cascade into the aroma. Great. That sounds good. Or is this recipe or is this pack not going to let me add anything for aroma? It looks like it's not. Um, I'm guessing because uh, the porter doesn't have a aroma hop stage. Alas, okay. Oh, so you know what? That makes sense. Yeah. So no aroma, sadly. But uh, this one should still come out pretty good, though. Um, all right. So here's where we are right now. Uh, we're at 6.4 ABV. Uh, we're at 50 on the international bittering units, and we're at 30 on the SRM. And we have a description of flavors of rye, citrus, and herb, highlighting this high-strength, deep brown porter that is full-bodied and somewhat bitter. So, yeah, I think uh, I think we got something interesting here. Yeah, definitely. Ro- say again what the SRM was? Uh, the SRM on this is 30. Yeah, that looks nice. So looking at the very handy chart that you provided me in this outline, just to give our listeners a little <laughs> peek behind the curtain, that's going to give us, you know, a very nice kind of very deep red, but not quite into the brown phase color. So I'm, I'm excited about this. You know, it, it's it, looking at this, looking at the 30 on this chart, it's kind of halfway in between light and dark here, which I kind of like. <laughs> that's like, it's it's weirdly, you know, it's almost like, the force is calling us to do this. Uh, I, it's clearly, clearly the force is guiding our hand here. Mm-hmm, exactly. Could, the, could this metaphor, the two of you, just continue to craft get any more heavy-handed? I'm, I'm laughing. <laughs> I mean, it, we can certainly try. <laughs> uh, okay, so the yeast we don't have control of over here, though. Um, theoretically, anytime you buy a Pico pack, you can go buy your own yeast packet so if you want to swap what they give you for something else go for it uh what they're going to be giving us is uh, an american ale yeast uh that uh, fits this american porter well uh but again if you've got a, a local brew shop near you feel free to grab your own uh, packet of yeast to try and finally dry hops oh here's where we're getting some of our cascade so there's actually a lot of dry hops um wait <laughs> I, I am really struggling with this interface because I've not been here in a while. There's no dry hops in this, but it's giving us options. We can add yes. some stuff if you'd like. Oh, okay, cool. And it's it's the same options of the menu that I'm looking at in the ingredient sheet? Yeah, yeah, so same hops okay. here. So dry hops phase, this will impart some last-minute uh, last, uh, last minute tones onto the wart. Got it. I think, I think, you know, like we were saying earlier, I think adding a little bit of cascade in there uh, makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, maybe just a tiny bit of Northern Brewer just to like kind of give that spicy but clean, not too citrusy aroma to the end. Awesome. Okay, so we're going to do 0.1 ounces of Cascade, 0.1 ounces of Northern Brewer. So now we've got flavors of rice, citrus, and herb that uh, accentuate this strong, deep brown porter that is full-bodied and somewhat bitter. So I think we've got something super interesting now. I'm very excited and only slightly terrified for this beer, which it seems on brand. Uh, yeah, it's a fucking Anakin beer. <laughs> yeah, Chris, this is like, I don't know what I pictured you would make, but this is it. Yeah, yeah, this is a, this is a very Chris and Anakin beer. It, I mean, my 
my brand is strong is all I can say. <laughs> well, there's only one step left. You need to name this thing. All right. So I am, I, I've been, I've been thinking a lot about this. I think we should name it the Anakin Skywalker truly deep American Porter. <laughs> The Anakin Skywalker Truly Deep American Porter. It's, you know, it's it's bitter. You want to love it. You want to hate it. Like, maybe it's well-created. Maybe it's just created really shittily and you like it anyway. Like, like I feel like there's, there's like, a lot of levels. You know, like, do you truly deeply love it? Is it breaking your heart? You know, there's, who knows, really? My fucking God, man. I hate, I hate you so much, Chris. You son of a bitch. <laughs> I when when I was invited on this podcast, I knew that I had to do exactly one thing correctly, and that was name the beer. <laughs> okay. Oh my god. We have our motherfucking Anakin beer now. Oh, I can't wait to share this recipe with people. <laughs> I know. I'm so, I'm so excited for all the hate I'm going to get. It's going to be fantastic. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> okay. So this pack comes out to $25.99, uh, and we'll have the recipe on the show notes post for this episode. And, um, Chris, I have a feeling it won't be long until you buy yourself a Pico. I I know. I, I, I ended up, like, splurging on a new phone for Christmas because mine is, like, kind of old and crappy, but, like, Pico might be happening for my birthday next year. We'll see. Ah, uh, yes. Do it. Do it, Chris. Do it. Do it. Welcome to the Tashi Station <laughs> Brew House, where I'm selling a Pico brew one episode at a time. Sponsors at any at any point. All right, Pico. Thank you. Listen, we'll settle for we'll settle for just a couple free Pico packs a month. Sounds and we're perfect. great. Okay, well, I think that's going to wrap it up. Well, wait, no, we have a couple questions. I have a question. Uh, I have a question for all of us, because I don't think I've ever, we've ever answered this. Uh, what was everyone's first beer? Yangling. Uh, there's worse options. Oh, I uh, love Yangling. <laughs> I mean, so are we going first beer I ever tasted, like, as a kid, or first beer I ever, like, drank? First beer you drank. Okay, so that's that's going to be a... Uh, I, I have to assume it was Natty. It was like a shitty kegger uh, in like the uh, like a random state park in California where like the people from my high school used to go to have their keggers because it, we're bougie and weird. <laughs> uh, f- God, uh, for me and Kristen, you might know this one. Uh, my first beer was a Mac and Jack's African Amber. Oh, I love Mac and Jack's African Amber. I, I miss Mac and Jack's. I mean, it's not it's the so great. Good. It's not the world's greatest beer, but it's like a comfort beer for me. Totally, that's how I feel about Yingling. Oh no, yeah, Mac and Jack's is like, uh, it's like too sweet, but when I want one, it tastes so good. Like when I, yeah, when I really want a Mac and Jack's, it's the perfect beer. And yeah, I miss it, and I make sure to grab a glass every time I'm back in the Northwest. Yeah, it is. It is just delightful. Ah, so good. Damn, y'all sold that so hard. Like now, next time I'm in the Pacific Northwest, I am absolutely going to look for a Mac and Jacks. Uh, it's pretty you, widely you available out it. there. Yes. 
And uh, my friend Ali asks, how did I not hate the weird Sinjir beer? And my friend Ali is not a beer fan, and I'll tell you why. Um, because it was a hazy, uh, and uh, it was a little more citrusy and uh, a little more sweet than normal beers you have tried before. So another recommendation for hazies. All right, I love it. And, like, I feel like How Did I Not Hate This is very much like the Singer Rathvelis vibe, <laughs> you know? I, I mean, brand, mood, total mood with yeah. Singer. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's go ahead and wrap up there. Chris, go ahead and plug your shit. Thank you. Um, I already plugged it, but basically the big thing is the Book Wars pod. Um, we are a podcast. Kristen is one of our wonderful co-hosts, and we read the canon uh Mostly novels. We'll occasionally dabble into the comic books, although not right now. Uh, and we uh, are about to start or finish up reading Canto Bite, start reading Thrawn Alliances, and it's a lot of fun. We drink on the pod, we laugh, we cry, we make fun of me. It's a great time. You should all listen to it. Follow us on Twitter at Book Wars Pod. So it's like this show, but with more books and weekly. Exactly. That's essentially it's exactly what it is. <laughs> uh, Chris, and anything you want to plug right now? Uh. You can also follow Chris on Twitter. He's a good follow. Kind oh, of yeah. For a white also, dude. I could also plug myself. Yes, I'm just at Chris Cedor. Uh, Chris, C-H-R-I-S, Cedor, S-E-D-O-R. Um, I mostly am either complaining about Star Wars or other things, complaining about something. But yeah, if you know you feel like you don't have enough bitterness in your life, A, try this Anakin beer, but B, follow me on Twitter. <laughs> Oh my god. Alright, Keeks, where can we find you? Uh I'm at it's Keeks on Twitter. Um as usual. Um and stuff. I, I'm like, what do I have to plug? Nothing. All I've been doing is like working and sleeping, so <laughs> and drinking beer, obviously, since I talked for, you know, eighty minutes for this podcast about all the beer I'm drinking over here. <laughs> but uh yeah. I'm plugging, uh, not waiting to be able to go home because I just want to lie in my bed. <laughs> uh, we... Plugging the United States of America. Got it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Don't recommend living there. Oh, <laughs> avoid, avoid impossible. <laughs> I can't recommend it either. All right. So the Tashi Station Brewhouse brought to you in part by you, our Patreon subscribers. That's patreon.com slash Tashi Station. Get in at the $1 level and you can join our Patreon exclusive Slack team where we talk all about beer and other things because we can. Uh, head on over there. Support the show, this show and others on our network. Um, and you can find me at Lane Winry, L-A-N-E-W-I-N-R-E-E. On Twitter, uh, you can find this show and others on our network on the Tashi Station Radio Mega Feed and with our own Tashi Station Brewhouse feed, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and Spotify. We're at TashiStation.net is our home. Thanks for listening to another episode, and we'll be back next month to brew another beer and lament over our sh- shitty sports crap. <laughs> Have fun, everyone. Bye. Bye.